praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. It is a very special time to have our friends with us. I'm going to give you just a little bit of introduction. And I will tell you this. You know, the thing I love about the CMA the most is, is this. It's all about Jesus. Amen. It's always about Jesus. Folks in the wheel for Jesus. Everybody pulling together, pointing to, to Jesus. And today, uh, Brother Harry's going to just share a few things. And uh, he talked to me uh, earlier in the year and said, man, we'd like to come out and share with you. I said, when? I'm ready, you know. We've been partnering up for years and years and years with the outdoor things, uh, outreach and stuff, like when we do Shine Your Light and stuff. And I was trying to think, I think from the very first time that we started back in 2000 that we've partnered up with you guys. And then we have the, the privilege to kind of jump on board with some of the things they do at Easter. We do the sunrise service together. And it's, it's just great. It's just great to be able to just come together with brothers and sisters uh, in the Lord, like-minded, just always about lifting up the Lord. And, and I tell you what I, I really love, too. It's, it's about real people that have real problems going through real situations that give their life to a real big God. Amen. Amen. He's able. So, uh, Harry, I'm going to introduce him in just a second. We'll give a little background. He's got a, a little uh, a film and a stuff he want to tell you about. I want to tell you before you even look at this is real stuff. That's what we want. We want the real stuff. We don't want anything plastic. We want, we want the real deal. Like I said, people that, that go through some stuff. Anybody been through some tough times? Oh, come on now. I got to pray for y'all already. We all go through some tough times. But you know what? The great thing, even when you know Jesus, you go through some tough times. The deal is you don't go through it alone when we got Christ. Amen. So I, I pray that uh, we just have open hearts and, and ears today. And think about, you know, this really challenges us. How are we doing uh, evangelism? How do we outreach, you know? How can we be a part of what they're doing? How can we look at what God's gifted us with or the things that we love and the dreams that we have had planted in our house? How can God use that to reach other people for Christ? Amen? So with that being said, I'm going to have Brother Harry come up and give him a big KTP welcome. And it's all yours, brother. All yours. Come on in here. Thank you. Thank you. Hi, folks. Hi, man. You know, talking about uh, spreading the gospel and, and using just about anything, I know somebody used a three-legged dog one time. <laughs> and somebody Amen. Was that dog's name Lucky? No, no, no. I hope not. She's pretty lucky, though. <laughs> she's blessed, is what she is. Yeah. Okay, well, I want to start out here by reading some scripture. If we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another. And the blood of Jesus Christ and His and His Son cleanses us from all sin. Uh, we all know that God is light, and I want to show you a little illustration this morning. Uh, I I need a, a volunteer. Let's see. Uh, uh, yeah, Larry, you look like a. <laughs> I just need you to sit right here, and I want you to point that light at my chest. Uh, when y'all were kids. Don't ever do anything like catch the sun in your crystal of your watch and shine it on the teacher's forehead. Y'all ever do that? Okay. Y'all know what I'm talking about. How that you can take things and you can, by focusing on the light, you can direct the light and you can reflect the light. You know? But there's two things that have to happen. Number one, I've got to focus on the light to be able to reflect. And number two, I can't let nothing get between me and the light. Amen. Come on, reach Or I'm not going to be able to reflect the light. Okay? That's how simple this illustration is. Folks, we need to reflect God's light because we sure enough live in darkness. Mm -hmm. Okay, you can cut the light out. 
I want to show a little film this morning. It's just one way that CMA uh, is used by God. And I want you to understand that we do, we do a lot of things. We don't just do this. But the reason why I want to show you this is because I guarantee you, if you're a Christian and you seek God, this is going to draw a tear. Okay. So let's watch. child, I looked up at the big biker on it, big old long beard and all, the loud bike, and I said, that's what I want to be right there as a child, I knew it. And it was a mindset as a child, I would just smoke a joint. But joint turned to a heroin addiction. My appeal for the biker turned into a one percent lifestyle. And for a number of years, the only thought was or another needle with heroin or cocaine in it. The draw into the one percent world, even the addiction world, it's it's very appealing. If you're an addict, the drugs are plentiful. If you're a thief, you have plenty that you can go steal. The brotherhood when you're not fixed on our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, that appeal is really the only appeal that you have. And me, myself, the hands down, that was the direction I chose to take. I was so wrapped up into the drug and the hardcore biker world that I had no time for this Jesus. I was transporting illegal immigrants out of Juarez, Mexico to Denver, Colorado, or the Wampasuna Club. The Border Patrol, the police, had caught on to what I was doing. They had realized that the van was registered to a very known Wampasuna, and they knew it was going through drugs in this van. They had no idea that it was eight humans. So their higher-up had gave an order, well, when he gets to this point, shoot the tires out. We have to stop him. When the shooting took place, I had finally got the van stopped, got in between the seats, got in the back to try to cover and shield these two children. And they had been shot through the back doors of the van. When I laid on them, I felt the warmness. Uh, it was these two children's blood that was on me. And I was promised 165 years, the rest of my natural life, in the federal penitentiary. And for the next eight years, every night when I lay down to go to sleep, I looked down and I seen these children's blood on me. They would have church um, ministers come into the prison um, approximately maybe four times a week or something like this. And I would see the guys that were very dedicated to going to hear the preachers and stuff come back, and I would see all this joy in them. They would step over the line, and they would come over and say, Billy, just come to one service with us. 
And finally, just to get out of the cell and all, I'd say, okay, okay. So the Lord actually used inmates and convicts to coach me to go and hear the preachers. I was in prison. It was eight months before I was being released. That would have made the 11 years. And through the guards and other convicts in there, they was talking about this motorcycle's going to come into prison yard. Bill Blast Weekend of Champions with the Christian Motorcycle Association coming into the prisons with Bill Blast. And they would only let 300 out. Well, the Lord had plans that I was one of them 300. And one of my inmate friends, he said, Billy, he said, that guy over there just staring at you? I said, yeah, I'm fixing to go over there and check him and tell him he don't need to be doing that to me. I walked up and I told him, I said, Mr. I said, I don't appreciate you staring at me like you do it. And this man, God had gave him the boldness that he looked at me and he said, Mr. He said, Jesus Christ has spoke to me about you, not the other 299 in this yard. I have a message from the Lord Jesus Christ to give you, and I appreciate if you'll just stand there and be quiet listening to me. And he shocked me. The Lord used Don Johnson out of Copeland, Alabama in such a mighty way that it made an impression on my life. And I turned around and I looked at the people who I really tried to be like, to fit in with. The Lord opened my eyes that that was the lie. The truth was with the Christian people. So the Lord used, I believe, a prison sentence of 11 years, a heroin addiction, and he turned that garbage into something positive that actually changed my life. The Lord is so clever and so smart that he used a motorcycle and he used the Christian Motorcycle Association to say, you know what? This boring life you think that we live, it's a lie. We live one of the most exciting lives. So the Christian Motorcycle Association, to me, the Lord has shown favor on my life because through obedience and through the CMA members that got out of their comfort zone, came into the jails, that goes to the halfway houses, goes to the drug rehabs, the Lord blesses because they have consciously got off of their couch got out of their air condition and made me at that point in time the number one priority in their life to bring Jesus Christ to me. When I was released from prison, there was a man that had started writing letters to me in there, John Capitano, and he's writing me these letters and he's telling me, Billy, I don't know you, but I love you. And I'm saying, well, he can't because he don't know what type of person that I am. So when I was released from prison, I agreed to meet with John. We were standing there talking and he pulled his wallet out and he took $60 out of his wallet. And he said, Billy, I want you to have this. I want you to go buy you some new clothes. And he said, Billy, he said, it's only one thing I ask you. He said, for you to realize the love of Jesus Christ. And every time I would put the pants and shirt on that I had bought with Johnny's money, I would look and I would see Johnny. And I would remember what he told me. 
I just want you to realize the love of Jesus Christ. I'm the way, the truth, and the life. I forgive you of everything you've ever done. Come and follow me. And I have lived many, many years as a bachelor, just running state to state as a nomad, this clubhouse to that clubhouse. And the Lord knew that I was going to need more to strengthen me and sustain me in my walk. And he gave me a blessed lady in my life that keeps a prayer covering over me. That is not my wife and my best friend. CMA is a vehicle that the Lord uses to touch the multi-millions around the world. And I'm a testimony of that. If anyone, I don't care who you are or what you've done, if you've done something to where you think it's so good that our Lord and Savior will not forgive you, you're wrong. If he can forgive me for the heroin addiction, the wine, the stealing, the children that I just talked about, I promise you he'll forgive you of what you've done in your life. testimony. And you might be here today and you say, well, you know, that's really cool, but I don't ride a motorcycle. I want you to see the bigger picture. God used something in that man's life that he, he liked, right? God used that six-string six string crowbar in my life. It's amazing. I wanted something else as you look at that there. Notice, he never said God caused that, did he? He said God used that. Romans 8, 28 says God works all things together for the good for those who love him and call according to his purpose. Amen. So I tell you what, I'm going to get Tim to fire them lights up. We're going to dig into the word. What a, what a beautiful, beautiful story. Uh, and I tell you what, I didn't know all of the, the, the uh, what we we're going to see today, but God did. And I'm going to tell you what, you watch how this message lines up with that. Because we never talked anymore about it. He said, I got a little film clip. I'm going to talk about this, talk about being a light. I said, oh, man, whatever God's leading on your, your heart, I'm in. Because I know that they desire to honor God and seek the Lord. Now I'm going to look a little bit smarter for you all. You ready? I call them my IQ boosters. <laughs> How about we pray again? I tell you what, I'm just so thankful and so blessed today. Father God, I thank you so much for our, our brothers and sisters in Christ here today. And for those that will be listening a little bit later. And Father, that there's so many vehicles that you use uh, to draw your children in. I, I tell you, Lord, you can, you can use a three-legged dog. You can do, use a motorcycle. You, you can use a friend uh, to whisper the, the grace of God into someone's life. And I pray today, Lord, that you use us. In a mighty way that they hear the message. They did draw close to you. And that we just go big for you, Lord, today. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. All right. Well, I'm going to start out with a little behind the scenes here. The Lord laid this on my heart. And, and I really believe this is a theme that God is working into the ministry for the up and coming year. How many know that the time is going by pretty fast? Amen. Yeah. Christmas is coming. Amen. we got a lot to celebrate. But we got a lot to celebrate every day. And I, I hope today that we can just take a few minutes and, and just focus our eyes on what Christ is doing, what he's been doing, and just use some building blocks of God's word just to just really uh, get a good launching point for the holidays, amen, and jump into the new year. Because time is flying by, so how much more do we need to be involved in the urgency? Christ is going to be coming anytime. Mm. You know, I, I tell you, my youngest son, when he was real little, he'd always ask me, and he said, Dad, when do you think Jesus is coming back? And he says, I know that the Bible says no man knows. But the Lord gave me some wisdom on this answer. Because this is not a buddy answer. It's a God answer. I said, I don't know, son, for sure. I do know he's coming back. But we're 24 hours closer than we were yesterday. Mm-hmm. And I keep that in my mind. I keep that in my heart to, to think about what if it was today? 
What if it was today? How would I act different? Would, would I be would sharing my faith a little bit more uh, readily or, or do I get comfortable? You know, so our brother on the team said, you know, those people got off the couch. Come on now. They were, they were committed to people knowing Jesus. Are you committed today for people to know your Lord and Savior? That's why we're here. Because you know what? We, the angels don't even have the, the blessing that we do. We're the ones that get to, to carry the, the word out. You know what I mean? And so if it was just us uh, asking the Lord in our heart and we're going to be saved and go to heaven, that'd be it. Lord, come into my life. Forgive me my sin. Poof. But he's got a job for us to do, doesn't he? He's got a mission for us to do. And you know what? He doesn't call us to do it alone because we have the spirit of God in us to lead God and direct us. And we have brothers and sisters in Christ here and all over the world that want us to come alongside for people to know about the grace of God. Everybody ready? Say amen. 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 Well, I'm going to go ahead and start off with our scripture today. It's John 14, 1. And that's a familiar scripture. And we're going to jump in with that. I'm going to read it to you. It says, don't let your hearts be troubled. Believe in God. Believe also in me. So when I talk about go big with God, I'm talking about believe in God. Do we believe in God? Amen. 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 Absolutely. So he tells us right here, Jesus sets the stage here for peace in our life. Anybody need peace in their life? Man, we always need peace in your life. And and if you don't think so, when you you have uh, uh, just chaos in your life, you will love to have peace in your life. And you, and you know what? You can't buy it. You can't snap your fingers and make it happen, you know? You might be able to put a few things off. And you might be able to, to do a couple of things here and there. But ultimately, the peace that I'm talking about is the peace of the Lord. I all understand. When you're going through a tough time, people say, my gosh, how are they, how are they you know, maintaining with that? And the answer is always going to be the same if you know somebody that's following the Lord. says, so, you know what? The Lord is holding me. He's walking me through this. Isn't it amazing? Sometimes it just surprises you yourself, you know? I know one of the toughest things that, that, I, that I ever had to deal with is when my dad passed away a few years ago. I did his funeral. And let me tell you what. People say, how can you do his funeral? I never even thought about it. I was like, Lord, use me. I remember the last, one of the last things my dad said. He said, look, I don't want no doom and gloom at my funeral. I know where I'm going. I didn't think I'd live this long. I was like, well, man, if he's good with it, I ought to be good with it, right? And you know what? We were able to tell about the grace of God, how God would just use anybody. Anybody? Would he use you? I know he does. You guys encourage people all the time. But I just want to say today, you know what? Let's focus our hearts and minds and and, and eyes on the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. So we look at this. He brings peace in our life. And and he says, uh, so it says, don't let your heart be troubled. And he says, look at this. Don't worry. Don't get overwhelmed. Don't get stressed out. How many people get stressed out? <laughs> Holidays will bring that on, won't it? Shopping. Too much month left over. Not enough money. What are we going to do? Uh, Aunt Ethel's coming over. and She's allergic to the cat. I mean, everything. We just let everything just start getting us all wound up. But you know what? How much do we need to focus on the main thing? We're talking about this time of the year. It's the time that we really focus on the birth of Christ. But we should do that every day. We ought, to be, we ought to be God-centered every day. So I hope today this just shows up our foundation on what God's doing. So we said we believe in God. Amen? Why? Because he can handle it, can he? Is he able? Yeah. Do we live our life like he's able? Sometimes yes, sometimes no. And I don't know what you're going through right now. I don't know what you've been through. But I'm going to tell you what. This fellow had a pretty heavy-duty testimony. In it. Did he look like he was stressed out? He didn't look like he was too worried about it. He was just taking all his energy... To, to pass on the good news about Jesus Christ. He was using all his voice to tell people about how good God is. I think we can learn a little something from that, can't we? We can learn a little something from that. So he says, don't let your hearts be troubled. In any way you read that verse, let's read it again. Don't let your heart be troubled. Believe in God. Believe also in me. Any way you read it, shake it, anything, 
He's got us covered. Amen. If you're doing good, say amen. amen. All right. If you got your handouts, got a few things we're going to pull up and you can write them down for later. And I always like to, to give us all the opportunity. I call it a preaching and a teaching. So let's roll on into it. First thing I'm going to talk about is to trust him fully. Now, the first part is, isn't, doesn't seem too hard, does it? Trust him. We can do that. But that fully, boy, that brings a whole different meaning to it, doesn't it, sometimes? It really does. So, so how do we do that? How do we do that? So, you know, we think about this. How do we trust others? How do we trust others? We need to get to know them, don't we? You know, you, you're only going to trust somebody so much unless you spend some time with them, amen? Unless you turn around and you, and you, you know them. You've, you've spent some time with them, right? Well, how much more do we need to spend time with God? That's a good thing, isn't it? Always a good thing. So we get to know God as we seek God. I've got a scripture for you. Jeremiah 20, 29, 13 says this. You will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. Amen. I love that scripture. See, that, that's the whole thing there. It says with all your heart. See, many times I don't think we're seeking him with all our heart. Can we turn this thing up a little bit, Tanya? I'm going to make sure we get a good recording. I appreciate that. Are we really seeking him with all our heart? You know, some days are better than others, right? Some days are better than others. Thank you so much. Some days are better than others. Sometimes I still got a lot of me in that, in that mirror, you know? And, and sometimes I let things, just like here's said, get between me and that light. But I pray today that you know what? We get out of the way and let God do what God needs to do. Amen? Keep us on track. Amen? So let's take a look at this. One of the things I was just thinking, just in regular relationships, because we're always talking about a personal relationship. We're not talking about religion. We're not talking about this or that. We're talking about a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. Amen. And I look at that. I said, let's, well, well, let's look at his track record. How many know God's got a pretty good track record? Amen. You know, and then we go turn around. We go, well, why do we doubt? Do we agree that his way is the best way? But we love to take our way. I'm preaching to me first. Amen. We do. We just love to take our own way. And I said, you know, if somebody's actions don't line up with the words, you're going to have a hard time trusting them, don't we? If they say one thing and do another thing. And I, I think all of us do that sometimes. We, I think even we try our hardest, and, and, but sometimes we just, we just don't always come through. But does God always come through? Amen. It might not be in the time frame that we think. It might not be in the manner that we think. But I'm going to tell you what. I guarantee going back to that thing there, that, that movie clip there. Yeah, when he went out in that courtyard, he never thought that he was going to have an encounter with Christ that day. I guarantee he wasn't thinking about that. Isn't that amazing? Can you imagine 300 people out there? And I don't think that's the best part of town where they was at there. Right in that cell, right there. They had, they, had, they had their focus on him, right? And one guy says, hey, I got a message for the Lord for you. Wow. Man. Just think about that. Every time you open up your Bible, that's what God says. I got a message for you. Every time that you, you, I say bend your knee, but really bend your heart and, and, and put your, your eyes on the Lord and seek him. He's got a message for you. I love that. How many people got cell phones in here? How many people got big cell phone bills? My kids can raise their hand. No, they don't have to. I'll get it. I'll raise their hand. But what I say about every time I think about that, you know, hey, unlimited, you know, it's unlimited talk time with God. We have unlimited talk time. Unlimited anything with God. We can come boldly to the throne of grace. But how often do we use that? Man, think about that. How often are we on our computers? How often are we emailing? How often are we on Facebook? And all those things, they're, they're great. That's fine. They can be used as a mighty tool as well. But you know what? Is the main thing the main thing? Are we keeping our focus on the light of God? Are we focusing on what God's been doing? I tell you, this time of year, 
And it's not a bad time of year to share Jesus. It's every day, everywhere, every way. Amen. But right now, there's people hurting. You know, I, I know in my life, we've been very blessed. And, and Christmas is always a great time. For some folks, it's a tough time. You know, and even if it hasn't been tough, tough times in the past, maybe this year's a tough time. You know, there's people losing jobs, people going through things, loss of family, sickness, all those things. What a better time to share Jesus. Amen. Because, you know, just like when that darkness is around, it doesn't take much light to, to, to reflect, does it? You can be that light. You say, well, how can he use me? You just take a look around and you seek the Lord. I promise it. He can use you. And, and as, as I look through here, so many of you guys, so many of you guys, God has used you in my life. You say, well, I don't know. How's that? You know what? You showed up. You encouraged us. You've done this. You, you, you've helped with other things like that. You're praying for the church. You're praying for my family. Different things like that. You think that doesn't matter? Everything matters. And God sees that. And I just want to thank you for just being a, a part of what God's doing here today. Amen. Well, let's keep on rolling. So we look at their track record. We also look at somebody's character. Amen. God, God, what, what is God's character? Somebody tell me one thing. When you, think of, when you think of Christ, the first thing that pops in your mind, what do you think? Love. I love it. Anything else? I mean, there's plenty. Come on. Faithful. Faithful. Peace. Somebody said peace. What else? Holy. Okay, anybody on this side? <laughs> They're just giving you all the time, chance to say something. Anybody? What do you think? Isn't it amazing? Amen. How about grace? I like that. All those things. You know, I think about in Galatians, the fruit of the Spirit, love, joy, peace, patience, goodness, kindness, gentleness, faithfulness, self-control. I think I got them all there. But uh, isn't that something? Now, that characteristic, those characteristics, how many people see that in you, in your life? Amen? Because if God's living in us, right, we're sealed with the Spirit, we should be having those attributes come out of our life. Amen? But sometimes we've got to sharpen them up a little bit, don't we? So what do we do? We go back to the basics. We go back to the Word. We seek the Lord, right? You will seek me and find me. When you seek me with all your heart. That's a pretty good promise, isn't it? He didn't say, you might find me. Between nine and five. Hey, I'm off on Sundays. Hey, I'd like to come, but I can't make it. That's not what he says. You will seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart. Lord, help us to seek you with all our heart. Hearts. Amen. Everybody doing good. Because we want those characteristics revealed to us. We want those characteristics in us. And we want to reflect them. We want to shine that light for others. You know, when there's something going on at work, do people seek you out? Do they say, man, you know, what do you think about that? Hey, what do you think about that? You know, is there somebody in, in your family that people gravitate because they see those characteristics of Christ? Somebody out in the workplace. Some, the neighbor. You know, isn't that amazing? It's something else. It's, it's just amazing. Thomas just moved in uh, a couple of blocks over, and, and a friend of ours was a, a Bible school, school teacher for us a long time, Miss Melba. And uh, she, she came across the street, and we're never going to meet up with Thomas, you know, because she remembers him this little. Now he's across the street. That's really neat, you know. And see now how, you know, her praying over the family and all this stuff. And matter of fact, when, when she was still working, she was the lady that helped us get the loan for our house, you know. And you don't think about those things. But she tracks me down. She says, I've been over his house three times and he's not there. Do you? I just, can you tell him to come over? I got a little something for him. Just taking a few minutes. Most time now he goes, well, I don't know. What are they doing? Oh, that car sure is loud. What are, he's got a drum set. Oh, my gosh. But that wasn't the case at all. Because you know what? She, she's a mirror of Christ. She's that light. You know, and she's seeking people out that, that she can bless and that she can encourage. You know, but it works both ways. I tell Thomas, I said, she needs anything. He said, I got it, Pop. I got it, Pop. Isn't that the way it's supposed to go? Isn't that something? Think about how it's going to be when we get to heaven. It's going to be amazing, isn't it? 
You know, oh my goodness, let's keep on going. So if we want to continue to trust him fully, we need to look into his word. How often do we look into his word? Do we just do a casual read or are we a student of his word? Amen. Are we making disciples? Are we, are we digging in his word? Got room for you on Tuesday night, seven o'clock, a little small advertisement there. I'm just saying, but not just on Tuesdays, not just on Sundays, but every, every day. How often do we set time aside to seek him with our whole heart? I think in my life, many times, not all the time, and I'd like to tell you that this ain't true, but it is. Sometimes he gets a lot of leftovers. Why? I mean, I know him. I know he's good. I know he's got, I know he's given my life. He's, he's, he's given my sight. He's given me a beautiful family, church family, all these things. Why? Because there's still a lot of me in me. But God's inching that out, inching that out a little bit of time. You know the best way to get that out is to get in his word. And you start seeing how big God is. You start seeing how small you are. All right? Now, now, listen to what I'm saying. We're small in our own, on our own right. But in him, we are overcomers. Amen. See, that's the whole thing. It's all about Jesus. It's all about him. And it's all about looking into his word. So we're going to go big with God. And you know what? We just have to go to his word. Something else that the young man talked about on the, on the film there. He talked about being obedient. Man. So if I ask you to do three things and you do two of them, were you obedient? No. If I say, hey, can you, can, you, can you do, you know, sweep the step and cut the grass and take the trash out, and you do two of them, nowadays we go, well, that ain't bad. They did two, you know? Yeah, so partial obedience is what? Disobedience, amen? But I also want you to hear this. I'm not telling you about a God with a list of rules and trying to keep you all bound up. I'm talking about a God that's about love and freedom. And as we obey him, his way is the best and frees us up to do even greater things in this kingdom. Amen. Are you kingdom minded? Kingdom minded. See, I, when I invest in something, I, I want to see it have eternal impact, eternal dividends. You know, I don't mind helping this or doing that or anything else. And, and I start running this through there and I, and I encourage you guys to do this. Too. How is this going to impact the kingdom of God? How is this? How is what I'm doing going to impact the kingdom of God? How is this message today, Lord, going to impact the kingdom of God? How is it, you know, with our friends from the CMA coming today, going to impact the, 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 the whole kingdom of God? And here's something the Lord's been showing me this week. When you get overwhelmed, I think sometimes you just take too big a bite. Amen? My boss used to say, hey, eat that elephant one bite at a time. We'll get it. Just take a little thing. And I look back through my life. I was laying there the other morning when I wasn't sleeping. I was like, well, I'm going to spend some time with the Lord now, you know, because it's quiet. And one of the things the Lord was just showing me over and over, everything in my life, and maybe for you too, the things that end up being the big things, maybe the accomplishments or the things that, you know, you say, wow, I'm to this point here to, to be able to help and do, started out with the small things, just the small things. Just a small thing. Somebody gave me a Bible track 1995 on Halloween night. Just a small thing. Going to talk to somebody on their deathbed spoke into my life. Just a small little thing. Just those little acts of obedience to, to see what's going on. And God bless them as they go. You know, a lot of times we think we got to do it all. Oh, man, we got to start a church. We got to do this. We got to have a million people. We got to. Well, you know what? Just share your faith with your next door neighbor. You know, pray for your kids. Pray for your family. You know, invite somebody over for Christmas. Anybody have a great Thanksgiving? That's wonderful, isn't it? 
You know, what a wonderful time to really see a thankful and grateful heart. I, I believe most of the people that I experienced over the holiday had a really grateful and thankful heart. So how do we keep that going to other 364 days a year? We keep our eyes on the Lord. Amen. We keep our hearts tuned to what God's doing. We're obedient. When God nudges us to go, we go. Amen. And, and sometimes we might not see all the things that God sees. How about all the time? We don't see all the things that God sees. But you know what? If he showed you everything he had for you, do you think it might overwhelm you? Because I tell you what, 17 years ago, if God said, oh, I'm going to have you out here preaching, I'll be going, oh, take me out, coach. I've had enough. You know? And, and some mornings I still get like that. But then I think, he says, don't forget who it's all about. It's not about you. It's about me. You know? And so I'm so thankful. And that's why I get excited. When you see me up here, most of the time I'm like, let me in. Let me go, man. Let me run with the ball. Let me tell you what God's been doing this week. Let me tell you what, what I see God doing here. Let me tell you what God can do in your life. Look what he did for this man's life. Now, think about this. How many lives do you think his life is going to touch? How many lives do you think your life's going to touch? How many lives do you think when you put money in a treasure chest and, and we're able to, to get more of the word out that it's going to change people's lives? Isn't that amazing? God has a way of multiplying a little to a lot. Amen. We have a saying, a little is much when it's in the hand of Jesus. Amen. It's all his. It's all his. This just popped in my mind. I was thinking about Moses, you know. He's overwhelmed. He's at the burning bush and everything else. He's like, man, he said, hey, let my people go. I'm going to send this. He goes, oh, man, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? This is the Buckrow translation, right? And he goes, and he says, what's in your hand? He's like, oh, this? That stick. What has God put in your hand to impact lives for eternity? Think about it. Is it a pipe wrench? You say, how? You know what? You might be helping somebody over here. I had the Lord speak to me in such a powerful way through a clogged up pipe. Just went in my mind. Everybody knows that I'm not real good with, with, with a lot of things, but especially with tools. And I get under my house when we first move out. Why is it when you first move in a house, everything breaks? The washing machine will quit. It worked for somebody else 30 years. You get there, it stops. You flush the toilet 100 times, you come over, you break it. Anyway, I'm sure Denise broke something I had to fix. I'm teasing. So something happened with this pipe. It was all clogged up. So I get under there, and I cut this section of pipe out, and I'm doing this and everything else. And I'm sitting out on my swing going, man, it's hot. I mean, just grumbling. We're going to be preaching on grumbling too. I'm just whining and everything else like this. And, and the Lord said, look at that pipe. And I looked in that pipe, and there was so much junk and crud in that, line, in that, in that uh, pipe that I couldn't hardly see the daylight. That's probably why he reminded me to tell you all this. And I couldn't even see. He said, that was your life before I came here. He said, flush it out. I want to look at it now. That's what I've done with you. Stop complaining. Woo! Come on. Took an old rusty pipe. And, and, and the spirit of the Lord representing the water and the washing of the word. Go through your life and make a clean conduit. Man, if God could speak to you through a motorcycle. If God could speak to you through an old rusty pipe. How much more can he speak to you through his word? Amen. Let's keep on going. Everybody doing good? Let's keep on going. Why is it so important to read his word? Man, that's our compass. That's our main thing. How many people hate asking for directions? A lot of people, you know. But, you know, if we open that word, it's, it's, it's a map for our life. Well, let's keep on going. We talked a little bit about obedience, obeying him wholeheartedly. Everybody doing good? Say amen. amen. 
Many of y'all probably know who Charles Stanley is. I, I really uh, enjoy his speaking and, and preaching. He's a, a wonderful Bible teacher and preacher out of uh, Georgia. And, and I read this the other day. I said, boy, this is right on time. Charles Stanley says it this way about obedience, you know. He says, obedience is doing what God says, when he says it, how he says it, for whatever reason he says it, or with whom he says it. Ouch. That's something, isn't it? That's, that's something, isn't it? And I said, you know, and that gets a little painful. But you know when it gets a little painful? When I get in the way. Not he. What does it say? Hey, obedience is doing what God says when he says it, how he says it, for whatever reason he says it, or with whom he says it. See, that, that's really important. I'm glad he put that last part in there. So we just want to hang out with people that look like us, smell like us, act like us, right? Isn't that something? It's okay. God likes variety, Amen. <laughs> You know, aren't you glad? Everybody had the same color car, the same house, the same everything. But God's got variety in his heart, man. So let's take a look at this. How, how do we do that, you know? And I said, what really, what really starts happening is, is I see in my life, I, I like to pick and choose. Do y'all like to pick and choose? You know, I'll do this, but I don't want to do that. I'll do this, but I don't want to do that. Well, that's not really wholeheartedly, is it? That's like, I'll obey you when it's convenient for me. I'll show up when it's convenient for me. I'll give when I want to. That's not what he's talking about. You know, I'll do, I'll just do half the thing. Hey, I want you to go and tell everybody on your circle there you live that uh, service tomorrow at 10 o'clock. I'll go next door. It's cold. Oh, it's so far. You know, all these things. I remember one time when uh, we first moved to Bacosa, we were going to church in Fox Hill. And everybody said, well, where where are you going to go to church at now? I said, here, same place. They said, yeah, but it's all the way over in, in, in Bacosa, and it's like 18 minutes. I said, the Lord bless me with a new car, man. I, went, I can drive over there, right? You know, it's not a problem. You go, oh, man, I'm sorry, dude. I'd like to make it out there, but, whew. you know, it's crazy. I've had people move closer to church and quit going. <laughs> they drive all the way to somewhere else. So that's not really the reason. It's you've got to purpose what you're going to do in your heart. Amen? You need to be committed to whatever you're going to do. If you're going to go, if you're going to give, if you're going to uh, sing, if you're going to praise him, whatever. Man, just be committed to what God put on your heart. Amen. Let's keep on rolling. So this is the big thing here. Obeying is a choice. Everybody's got the power of choice. Amen. You can believe or not believe. I say, I think believe is better. Amen. I'll trust God with that. But that's the amazing part about being obedient to the Lord. We can leave all the consequences to him. We have a choice. We have an opportunity to do that. But you know what? If God says do this and you do this. It's on him, right? I mean, I don't know if you ever looked at it that way. God, you, you know, just make sure it lines up with his word. And you're listening to what he says. And then we step out. That's where faith comes in. Amen. That's where faith comes in. I guarantee you. Let's go back to the film again. That guy. 300 people. And the Lord whispered to that guy. He's like, oh, that's the guy. That's the one. He's probably thinking, are you sure? <laughs> that guy over there looks more like a preacher. That guy over here. You know what I mean? Are you sure? Maybe it's this guy. You know, he's got good teeth. Maybe it's this person. They stand tall, but whatever. It goes back to like David and Saul, you know. They were looking at the chin, but God's looking at the heart. And God said, that's my man right there. Isn't that amazing? Just think. There was a time, and there is a time, that God says, I pick you. I pick you. I pick you. Isn't that amazing? You think about that. I talk about it from time to time. What's that thing? Red Rover, Red Rover, send buddy right over. You don't want to be last, Right? <laughs> But you know what? When it comes to God, I don't care if I was last or not. I'm, as long as I'm in, I'm good. But you know what? He'll take you right there. You know, you turn around, they take the, the big, strong guy. They want him first. 
And they got the girl with the pigtail. She goes next. And you go, man, come on, man. Pick me. And God says, I'll take you right where you are, right here, right now. Isn't that amazing? God loves us. And we got a choice, don't we? We can say, Lord, I'm going with you. Or we say, no, not now. Man, how many people say, no, not now? I'm not ready yet. I've mentioned this story. It hurts my heart every time I share. You know, at, at uh, my, my day job, wherever I can, I'll put the word in for Jesus. If you ask me, I'm going to tell you now. I'm not going to put you in a headlock or a chicken wing for Jesus, but I will tell you about what I believe. And I was sitting at the table with this young fellow, and this guy had a lot going on. He was doing really well. And I said, hey, man, let me tell you about my Jesus. And he listened to the whole thing. And I, I just, he said, Mr. Buddy, I really appreciate that. He said, I'm glad that's what you believe, but that's not really for me at this point in my life. Maybe later on, maybe later on I'll have time for that. But thanks for sharing. And that just hurt my heart. It just hurt my heart. Not that for anything else to, other than, man, you know, you're one breath away. One breath away from, from the greatest gift ever given. You know, salvation in the Lord Jesus Christ. But we're too busy. We get so busy. And I, I want to encourage you today to look over your calendar and just see how much stuff that you're involved in that really has eternal dividends. Come on now. Think about that. Oh, I got to do this. I, got, I know we got to do these things. And I'll tell you something else I know, and I don't know how he does it, but he does it. God will multiply your schedule if you keep him first. Can I get a witness on that? Will he do that? It's amazing. I don't know. You can say, I got this. I got this. I got that. I, got I, 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 I. So like Ozzy Osbourne song. I, 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 I. Right? <laughs> Told how old I was, didn't I? Right? So anyway, you turn around and you look at that. But when we say he makes all the difference in the world, I pray that he is in charge of our life. Amen. That we obey what he's been doing. Now, I want to get you with this one right here. You ready? Lord, show me this. Obeying God puts a hedge of protection around us. I want to speak on that for just a minute. And I said, buddy, read your notes or you mess it up. So I, I write notes to myself all the time. You know, we have a choice. I said, well, when we choose to obey God, we take the way of wisdom. He promises a blessing for obedience far outweigh any possible consequences. That's hard to see sometimes because it doesn't always look like that's the best path. But I'm going to tell you, if it's God's path, it is the best path. He asks us to submit our lives to him and leave whatever happens to his caring love. Disobedience sends a message to the Lord declaring that we know better than he. He does when it comes to our life and our circumstances surrounding them. I said, God loves us and is committed to us. He commands our obedience, not because he's a strict taskmaster, but because he knows the devastating effects of disobedience and sin that happen in our life. We got a choice. We play a lot of music with a lot of folks, and, and one of the, the, the ladies that plays music with us, a lot of you guys might remember uh, Beth Champion Mason. Wonderful, wonderful singer, very gifted uh, young lady, awesome mom, everything else, and God's using her as a mighty, mighty tool. And I remember her telling one time, way back when we were doing stuff at the beach, and she talked about things that she had walked through. Uh, she was sitting in a pew at church, but her heart wasn't with the Lord. See, that doesn't make you a Christian, amen, just because you show up. Amen. Somebody say amen. I know that's a good place to say amen. Not just because your grandma plays the organ or anything else or your dad's banging on the drums or whatever the case. That doesn't make you a Christian, amen. It's calling on the name of Jesus, right? Trusting him in his finished work on the cross. And she began to tell the story of her life. That she was smoking pot and she was doing these things. And I'm not talking out of turn. This is what she says openly. And uh, you probably find it on her webpage. And she shared about that. And this word, these words that I'm getting ready to share with you always rock me in her testimony. She said, 
I didn't just wake up one morning and decide I was going to be an alcoholic and a drug addict. Why does that hit me so hard? Because a lot of times that's how sin comes in. A little at a time. 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 But I want to encourage you with this. When we call on the name of Jesus, he doesn't just come in a little at a time. He's all in. Amen. He's all in. Aren't you glad? God doesn't just halfway clean the pipe. Amen. We are redeemed. We're, we're set into the family of God. Hey, somebody say hallelujah. That's some good stuff right there. So when we call on the name of the Lord, man, he puts a hedge of protection around us. What do you mean by that? I'm saying if we're in the will of God, we're in the best place with God. Amen. He's not going to call. It might not be comfortable. It might not look like uh, what you want it to look like. It might be even this side of heaven. It might not be really fun. But I'm going to tell you what, it's going to pay off big. It's going to pay off big because he knows exactly where you are. I was working at work a couple of years ago and we were going through a tough time. And I kept thinking, Lord, I thought I was going to be preaching all the time. and I wouldn't have to do this job. And the Lord said, I know where you are. <laughs> I know exactly where you are. God will use anybody to speak into your life. So I'm going, and, and man, I'm just having a real tough day. I'm just thinking, man, I, man, I got the lip all the way down here. Poor buddy. He's having a rough time. Oh, the whole thing. And I had a guy that you wouldn't even think would spend, say anything about the Lord or anything about anything. And we were walking, and we were working on his job. And it's come up. I said, well, he said, well, how's it going? And I said, it's been a rough day, man. I said, just trying to encourage a few folks. I said, they're not always up for it. And the man stopped and grabbed my arm. He said, you know, I really think that's why you're still here. Just want to tell you thanks. Almost fell off. I said, what? What? I never thought that would ever come out of this guy's mouth. But God knew what I needed to hear at the time. And I knew God was moving if that guy told me that. Amen. You ever had something like that? Someone tell you, say, that is definitely God. Amen. What is it that God's showing you? What is it that God's speaking to your life? What is it that God's whispered to you? How many times has your wife or your friend or your neighbor, your cousin, or, or maybe somebody on the street might even tell you, hey, you know, uh, this is what's going on here. I really appreciate you. One of these things, because I'm going to tell you what, we love to belong. And we all belong in the family of God. But a lot of time we don't choose to walk in the family of God. Amen. I'm praying today that we wholeheartedly obey him and we call on the name of Jesus so that we can walk with Jesus and we can be that light. Amen. Everybody say amen if you're doing all right. Amen. Cutting on through. It won't be long now. Oh, here we go. This is how we put the practical application together. You know, we got to have something to put, a, put some, some feet to our faith or faith to our feet, whatever I'm supposed to say there. Look at this. Being, I said practice being who God called you to be. What do you mean by that? Let's take a look at this. I said, believing God means looking beyond what we can see to what God sees. Amen. I said, that's where the faith comes in. That's where the faith comes in. We need to see through the lens of the Lord to be all we can be. And that lens is called faith. That lens is called faith. You talk to people all the time. You can turn around. You can go to this school. You can go to that. I'm all about going to school and all these things, all this stuff. And then you still find out how many times you know anybody that's went through school, went through all this stuff. Please listen. I'm not putting down school. I think it's great. I'm talking about the big picture. Go through all these things, all the certification. Go, I ain't happy. You know, amen. We can do all this stuff. God can still use all those things that he's planted in your life. 
you know, to, to, to do something else. Maybe you're a school teacher, but maybe you're going to do something else later on. Maybe you're at a nursing home. Maybe you're over here. Maybe, maybe you're helping kids out that's been through some tough times. I don't know what it is, but God can use all those things to work all those things together to put you on mission for him. Amen. And here's the thing, just like, just like when, when I was whining to the Lord several years ago, and, I'm, and, it, and it's probably been more often than that. I'm not saying that was the only time. But God just really brought that back to my attention is this. He says, you know, I know where you are. God knows where you are. He knows what he's put in you. He knows what he's gifted you with. He knew you'd be here today. And so what is it that God's showing you? And can we look behind, beyond what we see and by faith see what God sees? What do you mean by that? You know what I see? I see a home in heaven for me. Why do you say for me? Because you've got to make it personal, right? So what is it that God's given you? I, I see, you know what, that God has blessed me in many areas in my life. Do I see that there's going to be problems? In this? The, the Lord said there's going to be trials and tribulations, but he also says, hey, be of, be of uh, good cheer because I've overcome the world. So I know going back to that other statement, if I stay in the will of God, I'm protected by God. Doesn't mean I'm always going to be comfortable, but it does mean I will be comforted by the Lord. Amen. I want you to see that today. Let's keep on rolling. I said, believe what God says about you and proclaim it daily. I want you to start focusing on daily. See, the things we do daily, we start making that a habit. We start really grabbing hold of that and gravitating to that. See, you know, a lot of times we say, well, I kind of got out of the swing. Especially when I, when I became a, a pastor here, I would find people when I just, look, I say this all the time. I'm not the church police. I'm not going to grab you and go, hey, man, hey, look. I'm like, hey, the door's open. And this is what happened. People say, hey, I'm just kind of out of the swing. Kind of got to get back into it. I'll ask them, are you married? Do you get out of the swing and just got to get back into it? But your wife can help you with that. You're like, what do you mean? It's a relationship. That's telling me. There's some disjointing in a relationship. And we all have ups and downs in relationships. But see, in that relationship, and there's things that come up too. I understand that. Man, we're sick. We got things. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about when we choose to go our way instead of God's way. That's all I'm saying. And we can all do that from time to time. But it goes back to this. Believe what God says about you and proclaim it daily. So I need to be looking in the word of God so I know who I am in God. So I can speak the word of God over my life and speak that out into the world to make a difference in the lives around me. But here's the thing. When you're sharing the gospel, I don't know about you. I never feel better than when I'm sharing the gospel. It's the power of God. We've been entrusted with that. Man, I get excited about this a little bit. I don't care where I'm at. I don't care what I'm doing. It doesn't make any difference. Man, if God gives me a nudge like that, I say, let me Let me tell him. And yes, I do miss a few uh, probably nudges along the way. But I said, Lord, forgive me. I know his time is the best. Help me to, to, to remember who I am. Next time God gives you that little nudge at work, at home, wherever, in the supermarket, to, to be a blessing or, or just to, to speak on his behalf or stand up on his behalf, remember who you are in Christ. Remember that you're not alone. Remember that the same Holy Spirit that rose him from the, from the grave is the one that lives in you and dwells in you. You didn't come up short in Jesus, amen? You don't come up short. Let's keep on going. Well, a lot of times we've got to remember who we are. You are his beloved child. Man, it's hard when, when you look at anything. Um, you know, there's, there's, there's folks that have been here that, that have lost a child. I can't imagine that. I can't imagine any of that. But you know somebody who can identify with that? God. But you know what? Let me tell you. God's got a way of healing 
and comforting like no one else. Amen. We can talk to him about anything and everything. That's because we are his beloved child. And you know what? That we're redeemed. We're bought. He paid a big price for us. Amen. Have you ever thought about that? You ever thought about, you know, something you say, well, how much is this? And I say 25 cents, but somebody else says, no, 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 no. How much is that? Oh, this is one of those special little flowers. That's worth $100,000. I was like, not to me. Not to me. Now let's turn that around. How much did God give to purchase you? His very best. Sounds like you're worth a little value to me. Amen. A whole bunch in the eyes of God. Amen. He's got the eternal calculator. Amen. He knows. He knows what the deal is. And he says, you're worth it. Amen. I don't care what somebody else says. I don't care what somebody else does. I don't care what you've done, what you said, whatever. Go back to what God says. He says, you're my beloved child. I've given my life for you. Whosoever calls upon my name will be saved. You said you have total access to the, to the throne room. It's by grace you say through faith, not that of yourself, but it's a gift to God. You're going to unwrap, hopefully. You probably unwrap a couple of gifts this time of year, amen? But there will never be a greater gift to unwrap than the salvation of the Lord Jesus Christ. And it don't even have a tough bow on it like my mother-in-law puts on. You just say, come on into my life, Amen. I think she just does it on mine. She just wraps like bailing wire around it. But you know what? It's always worth it to get inside. Not because of what's so much inside. It's because of the heart of the gift. It's because of, you know what? You matter. It's because, you know what? I want you to have this. I want you to have this. I, I, you know what? I've sacrificed for this or whatever the case. Look at the sacrifice of what God's done for you. I want you to see your value today. I want you to see who we are today. I want us to go big in God. Whatever. Believe in God. Believe in what he's done. Look at what he's done here. Let's keep on going. Anybody need to hear this? Whoa, man. I'm going to do it, devil. I'm going back. <laughs> you are forgiven. You are forgiven. The guy on the... On the clip there he says didn't care what you've done anything else we want to put weights on the sin don't we we do man well you know I only took an ink pen yeah but they stole the car yeah but they shot somebody yeah but we start doing this when God sees sin it's amazing when God sees sin he sees it all the same he sees it that it's destruction in his children But when God sees you now as a child of God, he sees that light. He sees that light. He looks at you through our advocate, the Lord Jesus Christ. Washed clean like that pipe. Amen. Washed clean. Man, redeemed, forgiven, and called. What do you mean called? All of us have a calling on our life. I believe that. It might be a little different than hers or his, this and that. You know, somebody might be called to, to do a food ministry. Somebody might be called to, to uh, you know, play the piano or all that. But I'm going to tell you what, we're all called to share our faith, amen? All of us. That's the Great Commission. All of us. Hey, man, go therefore make disciples of all nations. Tell them about me. And I don't mean buddy. I'm talking about Jesus. That's my heart for the community and, 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 and past the community. If somebody comes by here today, what are those folks about? They're about Jesus. What's the first thing I said? You know what I said when I think about the CMA? They're about Jesus. They're about getting the word out. And I love what what Harry said. He said, and this ain't the only thing we do. See, a lot of times when you do ministry, people want to put you in a box. For years, I was the guitar guy. I was the guitar guy. You're the guitar guy. 
But I said, man, I sure would love to preach. They go, hey, man, we'd love to have you. Come on out. And I said, yeah. I said, uh, 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 did you want to do the message or what? I uh, just play the guitar. Nothing wrong with that. But my, my heart, what God had put in my heart was so much more at the time. I love doing all the stuff. I love doing And I'm going to tell you what, I don't mind sweeping up either. I don't, it doesn't matter if I'm doing it for the Lord. I really don't care. Right? Uh, but, but, you know, I do love sharing God's truth of his word because you know what? It's life changing. It's transforming. Amen. And man, I tell you what, if you got a cure, man, you want to get it to somebody that's sick. Amen. If you get a deal on something, you want to tell somebody about it, right? Anybody been Christmas shopping? Did any Black Friday shopping? I guarantee you, if you got a deal on something, you call somebody and say, hey, man, you ain't going to believe this. I got a 32 inch TV for pennies on a dollar or whatever. Well, how much more should I be excited about telling you? I got eternal life. How much did it cost? Free. Free gift to God. Amen. Free gift to God. You'll stand in line in the cold to get something you don't need, right? That will not transform your life. Might make it worse, depending on what it is. And God's got the free gift of eternal life, healing, salvation, love, forgiveness, all these things. Yeah, man, that's all the way over in Fox Hill. I don't want to drive that far. Man, them guys over there in Bacosa. And then you get somebody that jumps on a three-wheel motorcycle, come over in the cold, say, I'll go anyway. Amen. I appreciate you, brother. That's awesome. That's awesome. That's so good. But we're called. We have a mission. I said, you know what? Use your life to honor God. I'm speaking to me. I'm speaking to each one of us. Go big for God. Will we trust him? Will we share our faith? Will we make him known to others? There's something that you can do today to make him known somebody we had a holiday party for work you know big company thing and i don't usually go too much of them things and but but you know what i get to put put my foot in the door about jesus you know and i love it what's going on they got all these people there and they got the music doing all that stuff and the guy's giving away stuff and i'm thinking yeah 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 and all of a sudden the dj jumps out before anybody eats anything he says i need to put the blessing in i said go get him boy Everybody's like, <laughs> they, they had the little pieces of shrimp all the way. Hey, hey, hey. You ever say that? Oh, yeah, I'll just put that down for a second. Because when the name of Jesus comes up, everybody says, What? What? And he prayed and he prayed. And I was just going, I was going, I was sitting there with the knees. I was going, Get him, boy. Tell him, boy. That's it. Yeah. The guy I worked with, he was sitting beside me. I said, I said, yeah. I said, God's good. He's God's good. And then he said, In Jesus' name. I said, Yes. And then they start, doom, 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 doom. but you know what? Maybe just for a minute, somebody heard that message. Maybe just for a second, you know, we've calmed our heart and said, that's what it's all about right there. That's it. Yeah, they probably get 25 emails, want to fire the guy and everything else. That's all right. If I had a job to give them, I'd give them one. Tell them, baby, tell them. Isn't that something? He made it a point to take the platform that God gave him in the darkness, because it was dark in there. It was dark, man. They had this, and then they start flicking these little. They, I was looking at this last one. Had these little green lights. Oh, I said, man, I hope that don't trigger a stroke or something. And I thought about the message you said. You know, we're going to be talking about the light in this big, big, big place that, where the dinner was and the music was and everything else. And it was dark. You could see every one of those little lights. Boom, 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 boom. I said, Lord, you're just amazing. You want us to be that light. You want us to be that light. And you know, a lot of times we think we have to be a big light. Well, there's so much darkness out there in that world, friend. Let me tell you, you could be a little light and you just shine just bright and fine as is. Amen. 
But you know what? Don't worry about getting burnt out. Because I pray that you're here today filling up on God's word. And we fan those flames of faith to encourage you in the Lord. Amen. I want to just bring this on home with this. And uh, I just thank you for your time here. When you think about going big, there's, a, there's an old saying, you say, go big or go home, you know. That's not what we're talking about. I say, go big, believe in God. I hope that this is a message that you see in your heart, not just for today, but for every day. Amen. I had a couple of notes back here that I, I, I put on my handout. And I said, you know what? The benefits of being a child of God start on day one. I said, there's, there's no pre-existing conditions. There's no limits. Like it is on medical insurance. You know, a lot of times this end of the year, I was thinking about this last night. They want to switch your insurance. And what do, you, well, what, what do you got wrong with you? What do you got this and everything else? Have you ever noticed the world always wants to point at what you got wrong with you? And God is always telling you what's right with you. Let's go with Jesus. Amen. Let's go with Christ. Let's go with God. Because I'm going to tell you, what he's got for you is so much bigger and so much grander than anything that the world could offer and I said, you know, a lot of times when you look at some of the insurances or any things or, that you see out there, that just kind of the, the correlation I was thinking about on that insurance was, was the insurance. And I had to pick and choose some insurance. And, and I'm paying less and I'm getting less. Usually, you know, sometimes you pay more and get less. Right? But, you know, God paid everything and I get it all. Mm. I'm an heir. You're an heir. Man, I could come boldly to the throne of grace. You could come boldly to the throne of grace. Here's the question. What, you know, when I look at this, it, there's all these conditions that, that people want to try to put on what God's doing. There's no condition. He said, I love you unconditionally. He said, just believe. Will you believe today? Will you trust him today? Will you come to that place today to make that decision? You know what? Will we trust him fully? Will we obey him wholeheartedly? And my, my, my thing today is for, for those that already know the Lord Jesus Christ, practice being who God has called you to be. Amen. Let us go to the Lord in prayer. Father God, I thank you today for each one here. I thank you for the power of your message, the life-changing message of Jesus Christ, Lord. I thank you for each one here. I thank you for, for Harry and the team coming to share what you've done in their life. And everyone has the, the, the opportunity to be on mission for God. You're called to share the greatest love story ever. So I want to share it with you right here, right now. If you're here today and you've never put your faith and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ, I pray today that you hear this message with an open heart. Listen to me. Please listen to me. This is the greatest gift you'll ever open in all your life. And you open it by trusting in the finished work of the cross. Today, will you put your faith and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ? The Bible says all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. But God says, you know what? The free gift of eternal life is through my son, Jesus Christ. Will you call on the name of Jesus today? You say, buddy, what, what do I do? He says, if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus, believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Lord, come into my life. Forgive me of my sin. Today, Lord, I'm trusting you to cover me, to seal me, to redeem me, to forgive me. If that's your prayer today, don't leave here today without telling somebody, you know, buddy, that's my prayer today. Tell me more. If you're here today and you say, man, you know, I've really been off course and, and everything else and my light's been pretty well you know, just, just stomped out. I, I pray that you recharge today. I pray that, you, that you're encouraged today. That no matter what you've done, where you've been, any of those things, that God is bigger than your past. And he has a great future for you. And when I say that, I want to be real. That doesn't mean everything in your life is going to be just hunky-dory as we go through this here. But I can promise you this. You will never go through it alone. And the comfort of Christ 
passes all understanding, that peace that he gives us that we can go through. Today, Father, I'm praying for families that are going through things with, with addictions. I'm praying for families, Lord, that's going through tough times with making the bills. I lift them up, Lord, Father, for you to multiply the needs, Lord, to bring healing to those hearts, to bring healing to grandparents and, and, and cousins and moms and dads and aunts and uncles throughout this land, Lord, that, that are trying to encourage folks. Lord, I want to encourage my brothers and sisters today in the Lord to stand strong and be that light. Lord, help us to reflect you well. Help us remember how to, to charge up on you through prayer, through spending time with you, through fellowship with other believers, Lord, through standing on your word. And Father, today I pray that you take what was said here today and make it so much more uh, that we could ever do it, that you are reflected greatly in the light of your son, Jesus Christ, through everything that's done and said here today, Lord, we want to give you the glory and the honor. In Jesus' name, amen. Somebody give the Lord a hand clap. Yes, indeed. Absolutely. Absolutely.